Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So this is the, the first Apollo um, audio podcast. Will it say Apollo Audio Hartford podcast or Apollo podcast? I don't know what to say now. Either sounds What should we great. call it? Apollo Audio, yeah. Either, either or. Well, I'm just going to do it again then. This is the first Apollo, Apollo Audio podcast. Yeah, we'll stick to that. It might, it might change its mind uh, later. <laughs> we'll come up with a better title. We could do a competition. Yeah. <laughs> Join in, everybody. So this is me, Martin. Uh, hello, uh, and joining me for every week, hopefully for the for the podcast, Billy. Hello, owner of the studio, and Miles. Hello, composer, producer. What would you call yourself? Extraordinaire. <laughs> I, I was thinking. Have, have either of you seen uh, Ted Lasso? No. no, is that a football I, thing? Yeah, yeah, football thing. Yeah. No, I, want, yeah, I like yeah. Jason Sudeikis' size, so I'd like yeah. to see him. Because it won't make sense him. to you then, because I was thinking if this was Ted Lasso, then Billy would obviously be Ted. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. your middle name anyway, yeah. isn't yeah. it, right? Is it? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll clearly be uh, Coach Beard, Yeah. because uh, I'm the sort of elderly, uh, slightly <laughs> emotionally fragile uh, guy. And uh, Miles, you'd be the sort of hard-nosed captain. Either that, that or the flare striker is a bit of a dick. I don't know. It's one yeah, of either or. <laughs> <laughs> it's I one take all those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the point of this is to chat music, basically. And we've decided, because Rolling Stone magazine did uh, the greatest 500 albums of all time, about a year ago, I think, they produced this list. Mm. So whether there's any produced in the last year that would have uh, knocked off, I don't know. But anyway, it goes up to last year, which is, which is soon enough, I think. Mm. Although very American-orientated, obviously, because it's Definitely. Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. Mm. I was a bit worried that it was going to be all very... Have you looked at the whole list? Not yet. Skim through. I was a bit worried it was all going to be very American. But it's good to see that there are non-American yeah. uh, bands on there. Because like, I was just thinking, <laughs> will they get Radiohead? Mm. Oh, Radiohead yeah. is on there. Oh, really? I think uh, there's some Coldplay on there. There is even Oasis on there. That was one I really thought. Well, they, well, did, did, did the Americans ever get Oasis? I mean, that that raises a very good question. What, 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 or who is the biggest band slash artist to not break America? I think people well, say Oasis. Mean by big, I guess, well, just in terms of you know, like the bit, the big names that you know, the the big names that we think you know, who yeah. who who hasn't broken America? Who we in the UK? would consider a massive I artist. think Oasis is notorious for it, but they've still headlined Madison Square Garden. And if that's not breaking America, I don't know what it is. They are notorious for it, but you're right. Yeah, exactly. They kind of did do that, didn't they? Mm. So that is kind of breaking it. It's, a, it's always a bit of kind of uh, reference versus people who have kind of broken that market. I suppose when you look at the scale of things, although Oasis, not, I'm not saying they did badly, mm. but when you compare them to say, I don't know, you 2 mm. the Beatles, obviously, the Rolling yeah. Stones... Uh, those sort of British acts, even like like said Duran Duran in the eighties, who were mm. like massive, yeah, in the states. But then you got bands like Depeche Mode, who are huge across the world. Mm. But are they a kind of mainstream act? And I suppose that's the difference, isn't it? Really, did they, did they ever get into the mainstream in the in the USA? Anyway, <laughs> the point was, fortunately, the list is not completely US centric because I was thinking it would be, and it would all be bloody. I bet there's a few Aussie ones MOR, in there. Any, MOR bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have yeah, yeah. been really awkward. Uh, and we are going to randomly choose two albums every week to uh, off the list to choose, to talk about, so that we can talk about shit. Talk about shit. 
podcast talking about shit. <laughs> uh, so the first two that we randomly selected, coincidentally and weirdly, uh, is 808 and Heartbreak by uh, Kanye West and Red by Taylor Swift. Kanye West being number 244, I think, on the list. Yeah. And Taylor Swift, number 99. Uh, but completely random. I think that's quite... 99 for like a 2012 album. I, I think it's quite high up, isn't it? Yeah. What, in terms of scored, that's yeah, scored yeah, quite well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think like albums get better over yeah. time that as well. Yeah. Really like, I, think, I think we need to look into the... How is it? Who decides this? Who's around? Yeah. Who's around that table? Yeah, that's true. This? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I think they uh, they, they changed that a lot from their previous list. I think yeah. they'd done a previous list in about was it 2003 or something? Mm. Quite a long time ago, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think there is that element still of it being: is this a bunch of uh, middle-aged white guys? Yeah, <laughs> choosing these records, or yeah. who's that, or who's actually determining mm. what's good? And I suppose you've got this situation of over the last ten years, people kind of saying our albums a thing now, anyway. Mm. So the fact that uh, albums are uh, listening to albums, that, that's part of the joy of this for me as well, is to kind of go, oh, yeah, I've got to have to listen to an album. Yeah, have yeah. I ever listened to this before? Yeah. Certainly, uh, just remember I say, certainly in a, in, a, in a... We're currently in an era where no one really listens to albums no. anymore. You know? I think especially... That's hip- what people say anyway. You, mm. I, kind of, I kind of think I'm guilty for it as well. Yeah. I just think the, the industry is very much geared around quick fire singles get it up get it out and actually people you know whether people even listen to album tracks anyway no. mm. but the, they're the definitely is, not listening to them albums now. are longer now anyway because more songs than the album more streams yeah, more money good point, yeah. good point. Uh, I've never really I don't know if it's just me but hip hop albums especially I've never listened to many the whole way through you've got the singles yeah. that you like and yeah, stuff exactly. like that yeah but Taylor Swift one, yeah, I'd be surprised by a really like that. But I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's the, that idea of the album, because people are still making albums. It's not yeah. like they've gone away. And like I said, the kind of, the, will they be longer? Are they collections of singles that are called albums because that works for streaming? Mm. Or are they the sort of, not a concept album, but the concept of an album mm. that is kind of a, this is a moment in time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it has a, it has a, I don't know, a whole arc. Mm. That goes in. That goes in the songs. Definitely, um, as, as that sort of concept uh, faded. But yeah, I think people still get excited about albums. Yeah. And I think the turnarounds a lot quicker like. now as well. Obviously, depending on the yeah. artist. Do you think? I think it, I, again, in some genres, I think you get them like every year. Oh, you would get that for I microphone more, 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 <laughs> more like rock and that sort of stuff is used every three to four years. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's COVID because there's no touring cycle. Well, I mean, yeah, you go, go back to the uh, 60s, like, uh, the Beatles were releasing two albums a year. Kind very of. True. Very true. <laughs> it was very, very fast turnaround yeah. in those, a ridiculous fast turnaround. Anyway, let's get into it. So we went um, 808s and Heartbreaks by uh, Kanye. So we're going to talk about both of them so we can kind of talk across both albums, I guess, at the same time. Uh, so we've got the Kanye one, we've got the Taylor Swift one. But let's start with uh, Kanye because that was the first one that came up. Mm. Um, 808s and Heartbreaks, fourth album. Uh, from Kanye. Are you guys fans of that album? Of uh, Kanye? Of Kanye. I'm a massive Kanye fan. Not a massive fan of that album, if I'm honest. Right. There's a few bangers I really, really enjoyed. Paranoid, I think, is the best track on there. Yeah. But a little bit middle of the road for me, and especially when I go to listen to Kanye, I like that upbeat sort of stuff he does. So what's your More. history? What's the history with Kanye for you, Billy? Uh, I think the first album I listened to was... my. Uh, beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. I love that. 
bit more experimental and I love like graduation, his early ones. Um, but yeah, this one, I know it's a sadder album. I think we chatted about it. His, his mum died mm -hmm. during yeah. the album. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's a bit more the heart, the heart breaks is a sort of yeah. a, definitely uh, an indicator of where yeah. his mind was at, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, I wouldn't say it's a bad album. It's just not what I listened to Kanye for. Yeah. And I think a bit middle road, he did, didn't really like, like crescendo enough for me at some yeah. points. What about um, you, Miles? Are you a Kanye fan? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be with someone, um, you know, any artist that comes out and does something very different and, you know, changes the landscape of music in many ways. And I think certainly that college dropout album, um, you know, it was hard not to be a fan of Kanye. I think loads of people, yeah. you know, sort of what he was doing was, was incredible. Um, well, he definitely sort of exploded on the scene. He wasn't kind he of did. a, you know, slow he burn did. thing. That was like from zero to hero. Kind he of did. Thing. But um, I'm with Billy here and, and well, obviously we'll get on to Taylor Swift, but the nice link between the two, I think, is that like we spoke before we just started, uh, Martin, they both felt like... Well, <laughs> Almost listening to them, you can feel the business decision behind their label, their management, whatever, where it's like, okay, you've got a fan base, you know, Taylor Swift, you know, Kanye sort of more hip hop side, Taylor Swift more country at that point. Mm. And they go, right, let's now move into the real mainstream and, yeah. sit, and let's, mm. let's go straight up pop. Still with hints to their um, genres that they started with. Yeah. And I felt like Billy that the that, that 808s and Heartbreak um, uh, fell... Um, a little bit too middle of the road. Yeah, felt a little bit too middle of the road, and I think um, I think there it wasn't that much. There wasn't that much standout for me. Like listening to the production and composition side, you know, I think is Kanye is known for his rapping, and I think yeah. this is where he went real auto tune on yeah. the songs yeah, yeah, and yeah. a lot of the hooks and stuff. Don't get me wrong, the hooks are good, um, heartless and things, good vocal pop hooks, but um, I think a lot of his hardcore fan base would have been you know wanted to hear him rap more mm. and yeah. the auto-tune thing it was big in 08 i suppose but it seems definitely yeah. to have been a, a conscious decision definitely I and mean, i'm not it'd be interesting i think there must be more i'm presuming there's more i haven't really checked the whole list but i'm presuming there's more kanye albums on this mm. list and i'm presuming as well this probably isn't the highest one up no <laughs> but i'm actually surprised checked. it's actually scored on there because well you like you say they must all be on there because i think this is critically or at least a lot yeah, yeah. i think this is critically I'm, I'm, seen as the worst first, album it's the first time i've listened to a kanye album all the way through mm. absolutely I, I, I knew tracks probably I, I must have known a little bit i think i remember seeing lots of the uh, billboard adverts in the tube for like uh, college dropout and yeah, graduation yeah, yeah. i think i remember yeah. seeing those because he had that Kanye was never on those album covers, was he? He was, no. there, it was that uh, little bear. Yeah. Merge yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing that was on there. A little bear. Yeah. Oh, little Kanye. <laughs> if, it, if it's him or whoever it is, they're a, they're a bit of a marketing genius team behind him. Yeah, really. yeah. You know yeah. when he's about to drop an album, it's yeah, yeah. something big or, or he changes his name like he's just yeah. done or whatever. But, yeah. And, but yeah. I feel like that, I mean, 2008 was an interesting period for me because that was just when I took over. That was when I started my studio up at the mm. uh, day and end. That was that, that, was that year. Mm. So I'm kind of, a lot of that's in quite sharp focus for me, stuff that happened that particular. Mm particular year mm. and i remember listening to um i think heartless and uh love lockdown would have been the uh ironically <laughs> lockdown yeah <laughs> um would have been the tracks that i heard and that, like you guys saying about the even though for his rapping that's probably what appealed to me about those tracks was that they were more melodic and more mm. yeah, um, I, yeah, song based yeah love lockdown was definitely like an earworm yeah, like I think you listen to that and then you stuck it in the head straight away. But I think yeah. a lot of the tracks could have been like a minute shorter, especially the in, the first track. Mm -hmm. Strums gone for ages, and 
I just think it just extends it a little bit. And yeah. It, that's uh, interesting. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely, uh, I think, uh, a criticism that's been levelled at his more uh, later stuff, particularly mm. this more recent album, maybe even Life of yeah. Pablo as well. Yeah. It's kind of, did no one say 12 tracks is enough, mate? Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, he can be very self-indulgent and get lost in his own music, which I can't remember. I like, I like the fact he did something different. I yeah, think it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it just wasn't for me, and I'm sure some people do love it. But again, like we said, I think the track's Paranoid. And that, yeah. I think that's more reminiscent of his like earlier stuff. That's a good stuff. record, yeah. yeah. And more upbeat, and that's what I sort of liked. Yeah, from. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like I listened to it probably about um, in some middle of the week last week, so probably about Thursday or Friday, I think, sometime last week. It's hard for me now to kind of remember stuff that was on that album. Is yeah, that like, there's only two or three tracks I wanted to, like I favourited and wanted to go back to. Yeah. What was the tune um, Miss Hudson called again? Um... Should have prepared that. We can look it up. That I, I quite like that song. I grew Billy, it kind of went on a bit long. Yeah. Felt like you were going somewhere, didn't ever really go anywhere. Um, but I quite like the production, but it was kind of a bit more like almost dancey, disco-y sort of um, synth. Yeah. And uh, I think we were saying that that sort of era, like 2008, that sort of sound is a lot more dancey, like yeah, club yeah. sort of sound. Of that exactly. Time. I think it's very much of its era. Does it kind of does it sound like it's from two thousand and eight? Good question. I mean, that's what I was going. I won't because I kind of looked at it before. But in context of that year, it was like Rihanna, Chris Brown, Jordan Sparks, No Air. If you remember, oh, that might be twenty two. No, I think that was oh eight. And um, so So yeah, it sits very. It sits amongst that um, very much. You know, sort of R and B pop. um, I was listening to. uh, Jason Mraz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He brought an album out that. that I'm yours. That, yeah. Well, that, earlier, um, yeah, that, no, that oh, was, was, that, that oh, was 2008, okay. I think. That was, that was listening to that heavily. Uh, Katy Perry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hot and Cold. Oh, that was yeah, right. That was there, was pink, uh, there was a pink track. I can't remember which one it, one it was. Uh, but yeah, it was all that kind of stuff that sort of sticks out for me in, yeah. in 2008. Mm. Not necessarily. Not this album. <laughs> this. <laughs> but then, as <laughs> I say, it's kind of a, interesting to know where your, where your head was at in 2008. I said I was just taking over the studio, so I was all very much into kind of I would have been excited about music, I think. Well, I didn't. I'd been starting my first year of secondary school. <laughs> and I didn't really... And wow. that, at, at that point in time, I was very... was on my bass, like, love my rock music. Yeah. I think my album at the time there was probably that um, Nickelback album with Rockstar on it. Just listened to that probably oh, yeah. heavily. Big and, tune. Uh, Big tune. Massive album. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah my, I wouldn't probably be listening to that sort of stuff at the time. I was very, like, anti that. Just trying to... I hate pop! Yeah, yeah exactly, but yeah. no. Yeah, and, and these are very much, both of these albums, uh, I think we kind of mentioned it. I know, I know uh, like I think Miles already said, I was reading the Wikipedia entry for um, AO8s and Heartbreaks and Kanye West basically saying, yeah, I was, I was totally into pop and I wanted to make a pop album. Mm. Yeah. Um, with That's AOS fair enough, I think he succeeded there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he so. probably did welcome a new set of fans from that, you know, people who weren't into him before. Yeah. But, you know, I think... Uh, Die-hard Kanye fans who, who were with him before that, on the whole, probably felt a bit let down. I think Nobody likes a crossover, bit, do they? It's a sellout. Yeah, <laughs> but there's yeah, stuff with them yeah. on the album still though as well. I think yeah. it's uh, not as much as they would like to be. There's at least three or four tracks. There's probably more of the old sort of him. Yeah, because yeah. that is a question I discussed with some of my musician friends. You think if you're an artist and you know you've got 
quite pop stuff that will appeal to the masses? Do you come out with a bang with that first mm. and then go a little bit more to where you really want yeah. to go and go a bit more niche? Or do you do the other way around? You start niche, bring it up your fan base like Kanye did, yeah. and then go a bit middle of the road. It's yeah. an interesting... Mm. It's an interesting... Do you think you can be that premeditated about it? Um, I think you have to be these day, this day and age. I think, I think you do. When you're releasing music, I think you've got to think about... You know, it's a business ultimately, and you've got to think, right, yeah. how am I going to get this amongst as many people as I can? Um... But no, I'd like to be. A, I'd like to think that people are a bit more artistic, and whatever their headspace is in at the moment, that's what music they put out. But I but think does that mean you sacrifice what you like though to do that? Definitely, definitely, mm. and that's the problem with I think the the the, the all, all creative industries, the business and the the creativity the always clash, and ultimately yeah. you think I want to make this music, but. Um, you know, would the Beatles have had the success if they came out with the Sgt Pepper's album from the off? Mm. Would yeah. they be the Beatles as we know them today? But we'll never know. And could you? No and way. can you do that as well? Because it, it does it. Do you need to have been the Beatles four or five years before you can do Sergeant Pepper? True. I don't know. Anyway, we'll definitely come to Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> yeah. that, that's almost definitely on this list. <laughs> yes, um, I would think. Taylor Swift then. I said it was yeah. quite it was quite funny that these two came together because they've got history, right? Yeah. From that uh well, long term history yeah. really. Um what was the, the initiation show, of it? it? It was the uh, MTV Video Music Awards, I think. Yeah, and he wanted someone else he to said win Beyonce it. Beyonce deserved it. Beyonce, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, she she should win it. And he jumped up on stage, yeah. <laughs> Took it away from Yeah. <laughs> it was quite funny. I mean you felt a bit for Taylor Swift at the same time. It was yeah. very it was quite I know, funny. I hadn't said somebody I, I saw this recently that I hadn't realised that when Beyonce I'm not sure if it was even on the same night or if it was a different thing, but when Beyonce then went to collect an award for something and she got Taylor Swift back on the stage again. Oh, really? To say like you didn't get a chance to say what you wanted to say, what do you want to say? Oh yeah, that rings a bell. And she'd done that afterwards. But she quite kinda go that's the way to deal with that. Isn't yeah, it? it's I'll true. sort this one out. I'll smooth it over. It's true. But that whole history—that's dragged. I mean, that's 2012, right? 2012 when that when that mm. all happened. I think. I think that's right. Did they not make up after that? Then do. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, we'll come back to that because we'll talk about this in a minute. So we're talking about Red, right? Taylor Swift album Red, which yeah. came out 2012. Which, say, so coincidentally, the two of them have got in history, and also it's both of their fourth albums, and also both of their albums where they did a sort of supposed pop crossover three coincidences so I'll do one. the same I'll do the same question <laughs> the Miles, history with Taylor yeah. Swift what do you know what, were you a fan what of the out of red before, before, well before you listened to this what did you know about Taylor Swift not much to, to be honest I knew that well she was in the charts wasn't she but you know she was a country artist wasn't she and I yeah. think I've seen a documentary since and she was very much that was that was her vibe she was a she was a but what was it for you? Did you before you listened to this? What did you know about Taylor Swift? Uh, did you listen to Taylor Swift? Do no, you like Taylor Swift? Think, Are you a fan of Taylor Swift? Uh, <laughs> not particularly, um, but um, I actually like her voice. I think she's got a really sweet voice. I actually went back since getting into. I've went back and listened to some of those country records. Yeah, and uh, I think they're good. And but I think. The first was uh, maybe this shows um, how I wasn't really listening much to completely mainstream pop. But the first I heard of her was the uh, big hit of "I Knew You Were Trouble" yeah. when that came out, and then there was the whole drama with her in One Direction, or like she was Harry Styles, Harry Styles whatever, yeah. and Ed Sheeran. That was you know 
Okay, then which they then that, wrote that, a song that, together. That song, I, I Knew You Were Trouble, is supposedly about Harry Styles. That's, right. the, that's the story okay. about that one, I think. From and um, and then, like you mentioned, the, with the drum with Kanye, then she became exploded, and actually, I think that probably helped her career in a way. Mm. But um, but no, but to answer your question, Martin, before that, mm. didn't really know much about her. But since doing the um, little bit of research for this, I did see that she still had a few hits before this album. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. her fourth album, but... I just didn't. Yeah, I mean, this, this was, was when she exploded into stardom. I think wasn't it, really? so. it was a big crossover, but yeah, mass, massive star. I mean, this was not even. I think this was our third number one album in oh, the wow. states. I think. Oh right, I didn't actually see. And not it. even as a sort of a, you know a country artist. I think even as a country artist, she'd crossed over into the sort of main, mm. mainstream in the US certainly. So not in the UK uh, then, which she wasn't. I think less so. I think less so. What about you, Billy? Were you, were you Taylor Swift? Not at all. I knew all the singles, obviously, from the radio. Yeah. Um, so when coming to listen to this album, I wasn't really that excited, but <laughs> really surprised. Now he's a fan. <laughs> now I am actually a fan, and far more than the Kanye one, I've gone back to listen to it, yeah. and there's a lot more tracks I liked instantly and straight away. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, well, I skipped... We're never getting back together because I just can't stand that tune. It's still, still <laughs> not for me. <laughs> That's all... F- I like, I don't know, I like a more, like, sad, like, singer-songwriter stuff. I think it's great. Yeah. And there seems to be a theme throughout the album. Do you reckon, is, is it about Harry Styles, then? Because it seems to be like that. It's, it's definitely... The, that song, uh, I Knew You Were Trouble, I think, yeah. the history of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know with Taylor Swift, because she yeah. keeps a bit under her hat. There's yeah. always that kind of, it's about someone. Yeah. saying a wink-wink, yeah. but who is it? But it's quite nice to listen to it in the actual order, because I listen to everything on shuffle now as well, and it's yeah. sort of mm. a bit of a story there. It's quite nice. Yeah. But, um... I almost do. I think was the best track. I really like that one. Yeah. Um, and the guy, um, Gary. Gary Lightbody. Uh, yeah. Snow Patrol. Him. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd completely forgotten. Yeah. On that album, but yeah. Love I think he wrote a few track. tunes with her actually as well. Yeah. Um, for some of the other ones. Uh, for me, it's in the landscape of this pop. If you have the money and the budget, which their label obviously did, you call up Max Martin and you'll get a hit song. Yeah. And she got two from him. I Knew You Were Trouble and The One You Hate, I think, mm. which is also Max Martin. Yeah. Um, we're never getting back together. Yeah. And I think as soon as you do that, you cross over to the mainstream because Max Martin is mainstream, but he is the best in the world at giving you those big pop hits. Big mm. pop hits. So and the, the, the interesting did. thing with Max Martin for me is... I think, you know, we're, talk, we're talking about some, and there may be people uh, listening to this who are massively interested in music and they'll be going Max Martin, of course. But there'll be people who are listening to this who listen to music. Yeah. Who will, and I've found this, I, I always find this kind of surprising just because it's, you know, it's the world I occupy, yeah. so I know this. But I speak to people and they go, I don't know who Max Martin is. Who's Max mm-hmm. Martin? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kind of know as an Uber producer, like, you know, like massive hits, probably most of the massive pop hits that you can name mm-hmm. over the last... 20 years yeah max martin will be in, involved with right going right back to uh britney spears right britney spears backstreet boys, Christine backstreet Aguilera, boys. Yeah. uh all that stuff is all max martin produced justin timberlake yeah. huge yeah. massive thing but a lot of people won't, won't know that yeah and i think for even for max martin having been around probably for around 10 years prior to this album coming out for him this was a big uh crossover as well yeah uh, because it was him working with an already established artist mm-hmm. as a producer and a songwriter on part of the project. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can definitely tell which ones are like his as well because I think yeah. the rest of the albums read like quite different from, from them singles. Yeah, and uh, what, chatting about that earlier, what he said like getting releasing that as a single and then drawing the people in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think people who like really really like that pop stuff would like the rest of the album? 
Mm. It's quite different. Yeah, it is quite different, is it? There's I think it's very accessible still, though. There's definitely like, still like, the country element yeah. coming from I mean, you a can, lot of I think songs. you can sort of... There, there, there seems to me a bit of a delineation between this, oh, that's a country song and this is a pop song. Yeah. Whereas you get into the album before that, which was... Uh, was it Fearless, the album before that? Oh, no, you, you were looking this up uh, earlier on. There's another one. Um, yeah, I think it was in, Fearless, in between, yeah. Wait, whatever it was. Yeah. Th- those are very much country albums. Yeah. Red is kind of a... It feels a bit like those songs are country, these songs are pop. Mm. And then you get into 1989 and it's like... It's a pop album, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, th- I still think there's a few little hints of country on this and on Red, but yeah, you're definitely. right. I-, I knew you were trouble. Was just it's just straight up. Mm. Like you would not have a clue. That's the only Taylor Swift song you've heard. You would be your jaw would drop to the floor if you said, "Well, she's actually it's funny a country you, artist." Yeah. About we're, we're never getting back together. Mm. Like I had that song on repeat. Definitely, I was I was addicted to that song. Oh no, it's not for me. And it was like I don't even know why it was. Was this a brilliant song, or was it just like the production of it, or the yeah. something was just like I? Th- it felt to me at the time that I hadn't really heard anything like that mm. at that point. I think um, probably maybe I just, that's that's probably the marmite of it. It's yeah, like yeah, you yeah. either kind of go, I, "This is everything to me," or I can't stand it. Yeah, I think it's the fact I just heard it so much during that time that as it was everywhere, wasn't it? Did you guys like the Ed Sheeran duet? Not Everything really. Everything has changed, that one. Not really. I and mean, that's the interesting thing as well, looking at that period as well, because like, we've got the Gary Lightbody Snow Patrol yeah. um, collaboration, which I really like, and I'd forgotten was on that album. And then you've got that Ed Sheeran um, track on there mm. as well. And thinking, Ed Sheeran, 2012? Mm. Yeah. With Taylor Swift yeah. on her big pop crossover mm. album, he's only he's got to be only a year into his career, right? At that it's point, funny you say that. I was trying to think about when that A Team, because that was his first sort of hit, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to think when that A Team was. I, I think it was. A, got yeah, to you're have right. Been around about 2010, that 2011, maybe. Yeah. So Ed Sheeran as well has gone from a "Who the hell are you?" 2011, so, uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, so twelve months into, yeah. later, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to do a collaboration on the next Taylor yeah. Swift album." I think. Which, like I said, by t- talking about helping people's careers, that's got to have helped his career, right? Doing that. Yeah. Establishing them in track. America. It was one, wasn't a stand-up for me. No, yeah. I think but, he, um, he, he knows how to write a middle-of-the-road pop song, though, doesn't yeah. he? Well, he also knows how to write great hits, but he definitely yeah. knows he can... I always yeah. think he just goes, he writes those, he goes, not as good, not yeah. for me, but I'll yeah. maybe send them around some other people. And yeah. she obviously took up, you know, she liked it, whatever. Yeah. But they had a bit of history as well, just yeah. to... Just well, to, they still do. They're, they've been, they're long-term friends. Big long-term press. Oh, right, they, okay. they, they, they hang out together. Right, okay. Absolutely. I think we've used the term middle of the road quite a lot and we didn't like it on the Kanye album, but we actually quite like it on this one. Yeah. Because um, I think it, it suits Taylor Swift. It's expectations, more. isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Kind of, you, want, you want your, I would say, you want your Kanye West to be a bit edgier. Yeah, like in your face. Whereas yeah. your, yeah. With Taylor Swift, you're like, no, just give me some Yeah, I want to be sad for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think of her uh, uh, vocally on this album? Like in terms of, do you like her voice? She's got a great voice. I think she has some really good melodies. The, are the lyrics hers? Yeah, she, yes. I mean, she, she is the writer. She like, writes, yes. yes. It, it's, yeah. it's like, on, on, I think I'm right in saying, I wouldn't want to do a disservice to anyone, but basically Taylor Swift's career is, I write the songs, other people contribute to them. Yes. Mm. I think she's so, even down as a producer on Wikipedia. She's yeah, yeah. one of the producers on it yeah, as well. Yeah, she yeah, like, right. you know, she'll, mm. she'll be a lot more hands-on, I think, yeah. than a lot this of other artists. This album is actually being, like, talking about the Kanye West like history thing, Yeah. This album is being re-released this Friday, as we're speaking now, because we're on, where are we, in the middle of uh, November. On the 12th of November, this album is being re-released as the re-recorded version. So it'll be interesting to hear what the well, difference red. is. Red. Because wow. you know, you know, you know the know story, that. right? You know that Taylor Swift is re-recording her entire back catalogue. Oh, yeah. No. Right. Yeah. I've missed that. This is, and this all goes back to the Kanye West thing. Because right. the, the beef is basically... 
Um, she fell out with Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye West is um, his management, or is uh, uh, is a guy called Scooter Braun. Yeah, yes, the Justin Bieber guy. Correct. Yeah. Um, the Justin Bieber guy and uh, he, uh, <laughs> I'm Justin Bieber. And, and basically what happened a oh, couple of years ago two or three years ago yeah. um, so they've got this background beef Kanye yeah. Scooter nothing to do with Bieber I don't think it's nothing to do with it but um, <laughs> Scooter Braun has bought out the record label that owns all of Taylor Swift's um, catalogue wow right so she's signed to Big Machine Big Machine sells to Scooter Braun Taylor Swift is annoyed because she had no say in that. She wanted to buy the Masters. Scooter Braun now owns the Masters to all those recordings. She's like, I don't like that guy. I'm very upset about it. So this is why she started this whole program of re-recording all her old material ah, so, she so that she owns the Masters. The master. Interesting. Because the interesting thing is about what's the point in owning the Masters? What, what difference does it make? Is because although she can't make money off the old recorded of the masters, she can impose a block on where those masters are used because she's the songwriter. Right, so that makes sense. She can, if somebody says, "I want mm-hmm. to use Love Story" on an advert, she can say, "You can use Love Story, but you have to use this version." I see. So she can like basically exclude all those old uh, recordings. So there's going to be two lots of the album on Spotify then. Yeah, right. there'll be the Taylor Swift version and the original version. Oh my god! I think I'm just calling them Taylor's version. So she's already done Fearless, I think, has already been re-recorded and released already. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Red comes out this Friday. So they did the exact same thing with a Teenage Dirtbag? Did they? they didn't have any of like, the rights to the song or so something like that. So they re-recorded it and re-recorded it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's surprisingly common, but it was obviously a big deal with uh, Taylor Swift, kind of big news. Yeah. Wow. With, uh, and that all goes back to the Kanye thing, which I think was, yeah. the, the, like I say, the kind of... The coincidence of picking these two albums completely randomly mm. is like, yeah, they've got history. And even Red coming up and then realising it's being re-released this week. So uh, the interesting... People have been doing this kind of... Because what she said is, I'm not even going to make them different. Like the re-recording of <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is yeah. like, I'm going to replicate what I did yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that's really been different is then maybe sort of slightly beef up the production slightly... Yeah. Uh, or add some tracks that didn't make the original cuts yeah. that they'll kind of... I wonder if she's working with the same anyway. producers. She, well, she wants to do everything pretty much exactly the same as it was before. So it's like recreate everything exactly as it was before. Very Obviously, with the exception of her voice, it's going to be, whatever, 10 years older. Yeah. So it's going to sound a bit different. But um, <sighs> Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's quite a big exercise as well. It, it kind is. Of that. <laughs> Apart from also... At the same time, she's uh, recorded and released two albums during lockdown. It's quite productive. Well, I stop working. It makes me feel like I'm not working. Yeah, it feels like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think you've already said, Billy, that's the one that you, out of the two, that's the one you would go back to, would be the two. Definitely, the yeah. More tracks like Instantly Liked. Um, yeah, better songs, in my opinion. Yeah. I think one thing we missed back, Kenny, we said, like, Taylor Swift's written. A lot of part of the songs, and she's yeah. got like other people in. I think Kanye just does everything, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. He's. I think you're right. He's one of those artists that's like, I do the whole lot. Like, yeah. I don't know who's another one that does that. Prince. Yeah. Another one. But then that again, that can be. You need to be told sometimes your ideas are shit. Really, don't you? And if you're working just by yourself, it's not even the shit. Is it's it? not shit. I mean, it's, it's not more, shit at it's all. More but it's more like, like the, uh, maybe um, this could be a bit shorter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. concise less yeah. tracks keep these for the next album yeah, maybe. yeah definitely because as a kind of uh, I'm gonna like I said about listening to entire albums 
when you start getting into this is over an hour uh, I'm committing to this yeah. album that feels that feels like hard work rather yeah. than sort of uh, fun I don't know about the uh, for me the Kanye album I feel like I should listen to it again yeah I didn't I want really to I did I listened to it, to it again on the way in I didn't I was like oh I'm looking forward to listening to that again yeah but, um, are we just used to now in the like the streaming age of short two minute tracks though it's just a different time. No, I mean, for me, no. I mean, I'm happy listening to to long stuff. Yeah, I think there's. I, I suppose the thing with would I go back and listen to the Kanye album again? Um, and even with the Taylor Swift one, it is like you said. Or would I be a bit more selective about the tracks that I play because mm. I can? And I feel like I, I feel like I should give the Kanye one another chance because I've really only listened to it once. And can you really tell anything from listening to something yeah. once? But on the other hand, there is so much music around history i mean we've got 500 albums to go through off this list and a huge proportion of those i'll have never have heard before yeah. for a start and then there's all the ones that aren't on the list yeah, yeah. that you might like yeah. as well so I'm, I'm very much a bit like yeah i would like to listen to an album but why would i listen to that one again when i yeah. could listen to a new one that's sort of my definitely uh approach at the moment yeah. i think but i would give it a go i would give it a go <laughs> <laughs> mm. what do you think anyway was it, as, as a sort of an exercise in terms of listening to stuff that idea of listening to an album I've, what I did during lockdown because I found that I, I just kept going back to my playlist mm, yeah. and I wasn't very good at trying to find new music. So I went on like the Rolling Stones list. I texted my mate, just give me your favourite albums to listen to. I made a playlist of that now and trying to listen to an order. I haven't oh, done nice. very well. <laughs> this is uh, like <laughs> six months ago and I think I've got through about two albums. It's, it's a big commitment, <laughs> isn't it? I started doing this, I think 2006 maybe. I had, you know, do you remember Q Magazine? Yeah. yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah. Q Magazine? And I think it was in, no, when was it, when it, was it 2006? It must have been about 2006. Maybe I've got the dates wrong. But I think they'd been running for 25 years and they did their top 250 albums yeah. of all time. And I did, at that point, I thought, oh yeah, I'll listen to all these albums. Yeah. I got to about number 200. I was like, no. Yeah. But do I, you reckon it's usually like the same top 10 in most lists? Uh, from my memory of it I mean it does depend who's doing the list and we said well, we should have a look, a look at who's making these yeah. choices and also I think you know we could do a kind of should this is this one of the top five is mm. this really one of the top mm. 500 albums of all time or what should be on there that isn't on there yeah. even if it's just a, I don't know a favourite uh, mm. <laughs> kind of, I love this it should be on there nobody's <laughs> ever heard of this and they should it yeah. should be on the list um, but yeah I think there are some even from the, the previous list, this Rolling Stones one, I think the top 10's changed quite a bit. I think there's, there's always ones that you sort of thought would always be. Certainly in the UK, it was like, I know for a long time, OK Computer was always yeah. hitting sort of top 10 lists. Yeah. Uh, definitely Maybe was always hitting a top mm. 10 list. But like I said, Go to America, definitely Maybe not mm. going to be on there. Um, probably changes. <laughs> yeah, Sergeant Pepper's uh, always a kind of, that's, yeah. in, that's at the top of the list, but has it, slipped down I think I always remembered people for me I thought people always thought it was the best Beatles album and I never thought it was the best Beatles it's, album it's my favourite Sgt Peppers yeah they've probably got the most in the top 500 haven't they who Beatles, Beatles. yeah maybe do. I mean Kanye built it because I was didn't actually realise how many albums Kanye has done and they, I think they will all be in the, the moment. They must I think if that's in there. there if that's yeah. in there I think that, that's probably his worst yeah. critically I think that's his worst album. Mm, yeah. So if that's made it, and what number was it again? 244. Well, I mean, it's under halfway. Yeah. So if yeah. that's under halfway... You've got to think there'll be ones up higher in the list. Yeah. Um, we'll it's definitely it. interesting to see who's got the most. Well, guys. 
Well, Martin, just before we... Anything we, I was going to say, what else do we, what, how do we wrap mm -hmm. up? Well, I think how we should wrap up is Billy on his random generator should oh, go through yes. the two numbers and Martin That's can exactly say... That's exactly what I was going to suggest. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> no, 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 you're quite, you're quite right. Um, exactly what and then we can... Suggest. Then um, people who listen to this may be desperate to come back next week because they really want to hear us review... <laughs> What's next, guys? Whatever we're going to do. Don't leave us waiting a week. Have you got a mine <laughs> yeah, on me? A week. Do you mean to do it? Uh, you've got, I think Miles was suggesting you do the number. You do the I'll, numbers. I'll, I'll look up what. what, what oh, okay, what, okay. What, 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 right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Uh, well, no, but yeah. 460 is the first one. Oh, it's going to oh, be bad. It's low down. It's low down. It's, it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Oh, God. Let's <laughs> uh, uh, see. Doing this. This, this, is, this, is good, this is good radio. <laughs> 460. Oh, Enter so drum roll noise now, Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's, re that's really low down, isn't it? Gosh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> we should do the countdown clock or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, too fast. I need the whole 30 seconds. <laughs> and I've forgotten again what number you said. 460. 460. Useless. 460 is... Bon Iver for Emma. Oh, nice. From another one from 2008. Is that the guy that does Skinny Love? Oh, yeah. 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 In fact, Skinny, that Love? Skinny Love will be on that album, I think. That's a good yeah. album. I'm up, I'm looking forward to that for my, okay. my dog runs to listen to that. Good. Right, ready? A DIY debut which centred around the heart sick Skinny Love, which would reshape the contours of the pop mainstream from Ed Sheeran and Kanye West to James Blake and Taylor Swift for years to come. I mean, wow. come on. It's like it was meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's funny, it? So Bon Iver for Emma from 2008. Ready for the next one? Yeah. yeah. Come on, let's go. 80. Ooh, that's going like to be a good, good number. Good I number. think that's going to be an album I like, from the I like, 80s. I like we've got a low yeah. one and a high one. That's cool. That's going to be like a 70s, 80s album, I think. I reckon 93. Yeah, I think. It's <laughs> <That's> very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if it is from 93, I'm going to be massively impressed. <laughs> Number 80 on the list is... Oh, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be more different, I'm um, going to say. Go it's from 1977. Take that. Oh, the on. year of... No, it's not take that. No, no. I'm, <laughs> <take it. laughs> I'm going to get they've, Earth, Wind and they've, Fire. They've definitely not been around that way. 1977, uh, famous in the UK for... What 1977 was? Uh, Sex Pistols. Silver Jubilee, I was going to say, but you're bang on the money. It's the Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks. Oh, take that. The Sex Pistols. Have you listened to either of the other albums before, guys? Yeah, I'm yes, not, I, know, I know Never Mind the Bollocks very well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, yeah. to listen again, though. I haven't listened yeah. for, for, for years. Yeah. But big fan of both, both, um, both artists. Excellent. Well, there you go. Something I'm surprised. I, I thought that would be, I was just probably just saying this, but I thought that would be lower down or yeah. higher up. I don't know which way you're going. <laughs> More towards number near, one. Nearer the top of the list. Nearer the top. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose you kind of go, there are 500 albums on this. Yeah. And again, that sort of US-centric yes, thing definitely. as well. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, uh, exactly. This, like people know the Sex Pistols, but yeah. maybe don't have the same, or it doesn't have the same cultural relevance yeah. that it maybe has here. Anyway, good stuff. Right, Bon Iver and the Sex Pistols next time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Uh, we'll be back with the next episode in a week. We do these weekly? Weekly. Nah. We'll do them weekly. All right. See you next time. See ya. See ya. Are you sure you forgive me?